is Jen Schwartz. I have a passion for helping people move in their exercise pain-free, discover their physical strength, and take ownership of their fitness. I was born a curious skeptic and quite uh, the energetic leader or bossy little girl. This podcast, Think Fit, Be Fit, embodies that curiosity and a scientific mindset to information and techniques that will empower your exercise training process. Think Fit, Be Fit believes that the fitness industry has been very misleading. And in order to stay in the gym and move as well as possible for as long as possible, it is necessary to deconstruct the culture of fitness and build up a sustainable approach with a applicable anatomy and physiology. My job is to help people break through injury and harmful cycles of muscular imbalances with muscle activation techniques, detailed personal training, and uh, hopefully uh, supporting that with various online resources. Um, today's podcast is all about busting down some uh, myths, uh, probably breaking some hearts too. So you've heard the term no pain, no gain, exclamation point, Ted? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I grew up on that stuff. <laughs> well, it's a myth. It continues to live. What? Yes, it's a myth. Oh. You don't need... Wait, I'm sorry. Was my drill sergeant lying to me? Um, I mean, he was probably talking really fast and... <laughs> He had other things on his mind. I'm not. (laughs) Um, The the myth is that you don't need exercise. You don't need soreness in your your muscles post-exercise to get stronger or hotter or look good naked. You do or you don't? You don't need it. Really? It's not an absolute uh, precursor to that success of looking great naked. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's good to know. You should listen to this podcast if you go to the gym day in, day out without, with the absence of progress or body changes. Is this something you've been doing for years and you're staying the same? Are you happy with that? If so, uh, there's, it's not so great news. You're just, you know, exercising and, you know, futility, (laughs) um, You want to listen to this podcast if you have struggled with exercise and pain in the last year. This is important. Uh, You want to listen if you've had a health struggle in the past and you have had trouble staying consistent in the gym. Or if you're tired far more than energized after you work out. Or if you're just confused about muscle soreness and getting stronger in general, this should, this podcast not should it will answer a lot of that uh kind those kind of questions but i feel like out of the all the ones that i just listed there um being tired more than energized after some after you work out is probably one that gets ignored or skipped out uh Hmm. the most uh people that have had health struggles um you know in the past any amount of years uh it's it's really hard to trust your body and trust, you know, that you're not going to hurt yourself in the gym. So that's the kind of person I deal with in my, my practice pretty often. And then, well, lucky for me, (laughs) uh, I have, I'm getting this live because I have all of the above. 
Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm drinking from the fire hose. I like it. <laughs> um, going to the gym day in, day out with the absence of progress. That um, uh-huh. I think that's really n- normal. I think that yeah. was what we were talking about last time. That's with why the... people hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we were talking about the the professional exerciser. Yes. Yes. The clock in, clock out. I like that. <laughs> it's such a fun metaphor. Good. I'm making a little I- infograph. Yeah. And that professional exerciser, they're gonna have. Uh, I hope my little. Uh, I don't know what is it called a bitmoji or yeah, like yeah. a. Um, a bitmoji. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a little suitcase. <laughs> like <laughs> nice. I'm going to work. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what it is, you know. Yeah. You're going to work for your body. I heard a great analogy. I had a a conversation to help me organize these notes. Mm. Uh, with a fellow muscle activation techniques practitioner and a resistance training specialist student. His name is Eric Paracelli. He's in, outside of Toronto. And he was so helpful. He just, we FaceTimed and we talked through all these points. And because mm. we, in our profession, we talk about soreness a lot with our clients. Um, the thing that he said uh, that was funny was that. You know, does your body know that you're walking into the gym? And the answer is no. Like your muscles don't have a, they don't have like a, a, a green light for. But, but what if you're scared of the gym? Well, that then your body's probably registering that as fear. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> I usually fly. Fly. I don't fight. <laughs> uh, I fly back to my, my, my Ford Focus. <laughs> And I go to the, the nearest ice cream shop. Or you go to a focus meeting. That's what they're called. Oh, boy. That no, was from Jared Carmichael. No, I've, I've never done that one. Oh. No, I don't do meets. <laughs> I don't do car meets. I have like a, a standard model. There's not, <laughs> nothing special about it. Um, my, my body is the same way, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so your body is kind of like your car? Stock. Stock. Stocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I wish I knew more about cars, but I think the car that I'm going for is um myself. Yeah. I'm a Jaguar F type. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Parts are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not like a Tesla? No. Oh, okay. Um you don't plug yourself in and <laughs> I don't well t- Tesla's a good a good goal. Yeah. Sure. Cuz all the all all the the harmonious uh the harmony of that car and how it, how it all comes together with a push of a button yeah. and efficiently I mean, is pretty nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that I'm not there, but um, I'm going to. Yeah, we're getting there. Anyways, I like the Jaguar. though. Uh, Jaguar. The concept of no pain, no gain. It's a mentality. And it in as a sports coach, as a uh, person who. I don't loves has has really enjoyed competing in the past. That mentality is admirable, adm, admirable in some ways, but your do, your body doesn't agree, and that's back to that like question. You know, does your body know you're entering the gym? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if if you have that no pain no gain mentality, and you walk into the gym, and that is your number one goal to basically punish yourself with exercise or throw your body at the wall, um, I imagine the interpretation of your nervous system and your 
body overall is more like trying to respond to an earthquake Mm. rather than, you know, a slow buildup, that transition. I talked about this. I mean, I, I had a, I have a warm up series of podcasts. There are three episodes about warming up. So it's serious. (laughs) It is, it is, but it's a transition and your body, your brain doesn't know that you're in the gym except out of the visual information. Um, you know, I can't, actually unpack that statement and substantiate it with science neuroscience well also your ears are hearing your own screaming so i think <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know that's a <laughs> your system is going to respond to that um so the no pain no gain mentality um admirable in some ways but here's the big question that we should all answer and figure out why muscle soreness is important to us who taught you or sold you the idea that the muscle soreness was important and that uh how did it get repeated uh there was a interesting new york uh not the new york times covered this subject as they studied um people's attitudes towards physical exercise as adults in relation to how they felt about it as a kid in PE class. Hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with how you see exercise. Is it healthy? Is it punishable? Is it a, a, is it a, an act of shame or have you been bullied at gym class? Yeah. These, well, you're bringing back a lot of memories here, Jen. Yeah. Um, I'm getting flashbacks. Where, where did you first think about soreness as a good indicator for your exercise? Uh, I mean, probably, um, yeah, I mean, not necessarily gym class, but, uh, cause where I went to school, like gym class was a lot more fun and not as punishing, but I, I, uh, played, um, well, I didn't really play sports necessarily. I was a runner and a swimmer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of steady, you know, stuff that you're, that you're doing in your body. So over time, yeah, it's like, it's, it's such an easy piece of feedback. Like I went, you know, I ran, uh, you know, 10 K today. Um, my legs are sore, you know, mm. it's just this easy, simple feedback mechanism, mm-hmm. you, you know, I swam however many laps in the pool doing freaking butterfly because that's what they told me to do that day. Mm-hmm. And I want to die because my shoulders feel like they've fallen out of my body. Yeah. So we took the resultant of sports and sacrificing your body for a goal. And we mistook that for information about our health. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> like all the warning lights are going off in the Jaguar. Yeah. Well, I, so but they don't yeah. have labels on them. Like um, somebody's taking exactly. all the labels off your dashboard and you're like, what all these buttons do? Well, yeah. And it's just lights. Just lights. Yeah. So you know, something's happening. Yeah. Like, it could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. I'm driving a Jaguar. Life is great. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. My yeah. Jaguar with <laughs> Christmas lights on it and it's, there's nothing it's a, <laughs> attached. It's a feature. It's a, so like German engineering. The aunt. Is it? I thought it was British. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't, the, we're honestly, not car people. We went over No, this. I know. <laughs> I, I invited Yusuf to come. He could oh. he could throw it down on the car analogy. We'll, we'll patch him in later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Honestly, the more I studied and reviewed this topic, the more similarities I saw to the stretching conversation that I have with people, which is it's just a mere sensation. It's quite subjective. And the science is very unclear on actually what muscle soreness is. 
Really? It's not like lactic acid building up in you. That's your, one of the first things it's whatever not. Whatever they tell you it lactic is. Lactic acid, yes. So lactic acid is, it comes, it, it it's going to go away really quickly. Okay. That's like a one minute substrate. So uh, getting, uh, diving a little bit deeper into muscle physiology is that um, substrates is a, is a, is the word that they use to describe what is the result of a contraction impulse and these mechanical like the biomechanical thing that's happening inside your muscle. It's the, it's the ending. It's oh, so okay. a substrate is it's like energy. Yeah. Um, oh, what fuel. Okay. So in the, in the biochemical sense. Yeah, yeah. So then there's, um, and in, in the exercise science world, soreness is known as by two things. E-I-M-D, which is exercise-induced muscle damage, mm. and then DOMS, which oh, is DOMS. delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. These things are used interchangeably. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they seem like different things. Uh, yeah. Huh, but okay. they're, they're, I mean, I think one might be like European, and then, of course, the Americans have their own. Oh, so the Jaguar <laughs> versus the Focus, once yeah. again. <laughs> so the lactic acid, it you know, it's not that that happens. That's a, an immediate substrate and should uh -huh. be out of the muscles within minutes, okay. not days. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Not Wait, even. Can yeah. I clarify something here? Sure. When we're talking about soreness, mm -hmm. we're talking about lasting soreness. We're talking about the days after. Right. Okay. So we're not like right after you go to the gym, you're feeling a little uncomfortable. That's a little, that's something else. Okay. And okay. Um, that might be uh, um, like edema. Okay. It could be pump, is what. People refer to it at yeah, sometimes. No, I used to do that. The bro 90s. science, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Um, but DOMS in the and EIMD in the research sense is the uh, days and hours af more multiple hours after. Okay. I think up to forty eight. Um, which so that's is what you shouldn't necessarily be having. I mean, no, it's fine. Your okay. body can recover from these things, okay. yeah, yeah. but you just can't do it day in and day out, like. Power lifters, for example, if they do a maximal lift, like a 400-pound bench press, and that's their that's their um, their event that they're practicing, they um, they take off a full seven days from that exercise. Really? If they go to a if they go to their competition like lifting uh, weight, wow! So because they know, here's the other thing. Muscle soreness is highly correlated. I even heard my teacher, Greg, Ro Greg Roscoff, say it was 100% correlated. I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to say highly cor correlated to muscle weakness. What? So every time that you're sore, your muscle, your area is inhibited. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> it means you, you are act So during that time when the muscle is sick, yeah. So it's like a muscle fever. So everything I've known my whole life is wrong. Yeah, probably. You're, yeah. This, we should rename the show uh, uh, Breaking Ted's Assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that's what I want to do. That's why you're here. Um, I thought I was here to press buttons. You're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but come along. Yeah. I'm, oh, no, I'm stuck. I'm with you in your journey. I'm, I'm, I'm in the booth. I can't leave until we're done. <laughs> Oh, I'm a captive audience. Hashtag captive. Don't put that on the show. Okay, why? <laughs> so many, people are going to think it's a different kind of show. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Talking about doms and cats. I'm staying in your ear. <laughs> staying in your ear. So the so the 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 muscle soreness is correlated to muscle weakness. Mm. And there is one so we've got uh it's not lactic acid that's more of like a muscle pump. Okay. Uh muscle soreness the days after uh you feel it um it is usually induced from brand new exercises or brand new stimulus mm -hmm. or something called eccentric contractions which is uh, muscle lengthening, like we were talking about in the stretching. Uh, yeah. um, so deadlifts are a really good example of an eccentric focused exercise that would cause muscle soreness um, or damage. Okay. However, you don't need this damage to get stronger. And that is, really? yes, I promise. Oh my God. There's so many different types of uh, muscle, not so many. There's a, an, an, there's at least two. There's at least a few, <laughs> more than two, okay. uh, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, ways to get stronger. Yeah. You have the neural component. You have the, it's called the um, overall neural CNS, um, central nervous system. Oh, thank you. Yes. CNS. Uh -huh. um, a excitation. So you can make your n neural impulses stronger and faster. Mm. Um, and they can last longer, which we're talking about seconds. Yeah. Um, and for but for an athlete that matters. Sure. Um, so and then muscle fatigue. A um, there's the overall. Um, you can get stronger by increasing um, changing the morphology of a muscle, which means changing how many fibers are lying down, which is the process of breaking something and building it back up. Right. So more cross bridges are laid down as a result of some muscle breaking. Okay. So those are just three different ways to get stronger. Neural strength has more to do with the organization of the incoming and outgoing information. It is, those are the strength gains we see with muscle activation techniques immediately with people. Then those are the, those are the types of, things that if you pay attention to in increasing your range of motion in an exercise, increasing your stability and your strength in an exercise that you can change immediately. Mm. So those are the things that I'm imploring people basically to start paying attention to. So we're not focused on these big picture changes that take months and months and months to change via muscle growth, which is where the soreness comes in. Right. That idea, I think, was also sold to us from the bodybuilding culture. Oh, really? And we didn't realize that their recovery capacity, meaning their muscle building capacity when they weren't in the gym, is so much higher mm. because they were probably taking drugs to make yeah. it that way. It's, right. For real. No, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, that, I think that got passed on for I'm a sure, while. I mean, we were just fed Arnold for like 10 years, yeah. you know? I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna get that mess. I mean, that's a pretty clear message, you know. Do do these things that we're showing you that we're doing. We're not showing you all the behind the scenes stuff. What was the other guy? Lou Ferrigno. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> the Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. I say that right? Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's another one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, all those guys. Ric Flair. Those, yeah, all those. <laughs> like everybody who was big in the '80s and '90s. Yeah. I mean, they were all they were all doing. 
yeah. drugs and whatever the hell else. So that's what nor- neural strength has more to do with that immediate changes in in incoming and outgoing information. Um, the but the you know there's but honestly there's some evidence scientifically speaking that training to failure is what we're really talking about here Mm. and that it's not all that bad so um it's not bad all the time meaning so this also has to do with people's recovery capacity which is uh how i've organized you know which is something i want to talk about next month okay which is the rest part of the equation of getting stronger and fitter yes i've been waiting for For the rest yeah so, but the the stress part is what we're talking about. We're trying to yeah. stimulate the m- nervous system and the muscular system, and that is, in a mechanical term, it is stress. So, mm-hmm. each person has their own unique recovery capacity and has their own unique genetic component to this. There is also, um, well, the genetic components actually. Uh, one of the clear things with Dom's uh, research is that there is a gene for muscle soreness, and you can get more of it really? if you have this certain gene. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so the gym really does hurt more for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I must have whatever that gene is. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the overall uh, process that people can agree on with why muscle soreness can be something. I guess, good to look at or good to measure is that it has a component of the inflammation process, which makes us stronger, which is the thing that starts the muscle growth process. So Hmm. inflammation in any part of the body is effectively a signal for the immune system to pay attention to the area. Um, Inflammation is it's part of the immune system. It's part of the immune system's response to fix tissue damage and get rid of things that don't belong in the area, like viruses or infections. Um, it's not, it isn't limited to infections, obviously. That's why we're talking about it in the exercise sense. Mm-hmm. But in the muscle building process, it is the thing that should last for a short period of time. So like a window of time after you work out, um, and it has to do with something called satellite cells and macrophages. Whoa. And those are immune system cells that we are not going to talk about. That sounds really complicated. Um, no, we, you know, the funny thing about the nervous system and the immune system is they've got a lot of similarities and they work off of each other all the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Super cool. When, uh, looking at the smaller mechanisms of that. But there's a Canadian nutrition author, Brad Pylon, that he hypothesized that inflammation has a signal-to-noise relationship with muscle growth. What does that signal mean? Signal to noise. <laughs> so you stimulate yeah. the signal. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what starts the muscle growth process. Inflammation is, in principle, a signal for muscle repair. But chronic inflammation, this is what people really like the normal day-to-day exerciser needs to pay attention to the chronic inflammation drowns out that acute signal. So if you're, if you've got a chronic level of inflammation in your body and you go and work out, you could be stressing a system and getting 
not only zero results with your body, but you could be harming your body wow. and the hormones that go along with exercise. Yeah. Yikes. Jeez. I know. It's, <clears throat> wow. I'm yeah. scared now. So <laughs> um, we're going to play a game. Oh, no. okay. I'm ready. <laughs> not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to play a game? <laughs> which badge of honor or superficial muscle sensation are you addicted to? I'm playing too. So me, you. Okay. But it's not, nobody's going to win. We all win because we learn. Well, the win, the winning is in the reflection after yeah, the podcast. There you go. Ah. And pinging me about your bad ideas there you go. of the way that you've been held down to this stupid myth for too long. <laughs> it's oppressive. Yeah. 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 Uh, I yeah, I do hope people feel liberated by this information. Uh, I feel better already. <sighs> bad idea number one. Okay. Using a pump as an indicator of how much exercise you do. So think about um, someone pushing you. Uh, think about if we were in an interval class mm. and you felt that uh, your muscles were fatiguing on the bike or on a treadmill or on a rowing machine. Yeah. And you got to this peak level of like you know, m blood and it, fluids flowing into your muscle and you could feel it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the type of thing you go for every single time in your exercise. So okay. I, this is where I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, uh, junkie. My, I, my, mine is, I, I believe it's a healthy amount of pump. Okay. I do not enjoy hit high intensity interval training mm -hmm. that much. Yeah. Um, but I think people that do like it and may do it too often would probably fall under this category. Hmm, okay. That it doesn't sound like that's you. No. Um, I shy away from that. Research indicates that resting in between sets of high intensity, the amount of absolute rest, like doing nothing but checking your Instagram, Grom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> correction, um, <laughs> and that there is a set amount of rest that helps many aspects of muscle growth and strength more than doing one minute of, let's say, burpees. Doing one minute of burpees and then immediately following that with 30 seconds of squats and then immediately following that with another minute of burpees. That sounds like a they would do that in a boot camp, I think. Of that, course. That, okay. I've done that in a boot camp. Okay. And then I quit the boot camp. Um, <laughs> good. And then uh, the, uh, the, the posing scenario is that you do one minute of a burpee exercise, mm. you rest for a minute or 45 seconds, and then you do another minute of burpees or something similar. Yeah. That, is, that will give you more strength than continuous work of burpee, squat, burpee. It doesn't make any sense. It does uh, from the muscle substrate and building and building and breaking things that are happening underneath the surface. Wait a second. I get it. All this research that you're quoting is from Canada. Mm. We're in America, Jen. Actually. We do things bigger and better, mm -mm. okay, than those are our, our, our taking, nice no. neighbors to the north. I, I do not agree with you on <laughs> Supersets the all day. muscle physiology level. <laughs> the Canadians are doing much better work than we are. 
that's that's blasphemy what you're saying. It's true though. It's very true. It's treason. Um <laughs> does, <laughs> Do you not see the giant American flag that's hanging in I mean, I where? <laughs> it's a go it's improv. Oh, go. yeah, improv. Yeah. Giant American flag. I yeah. <laughs> um no, that that's the research may have been in the in Canada, it may have been somewhere else. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. I love Canada. <laughs> I love Canada. Uh the research, you know, it it kind of throws that type of research, which I'll definitely uh, put a link to in the show notes. Mm. It throws off this entire notion of soreness as progress. And, um, you know, the truth is personal trainers can't uh, see this, you know, where our tolerance is. Sure. I mean, that's unique, right? Yeah, it's unique to everyone. Yeah. So um let alone a group exercise instructor so it's not necessarily a good thing to keep going through a boot camp when you're hurting or totally exhausted mm -hmm. not necessarily meaning it's just not a good idea sure um all right bad idea number two okay so i'm addicted to one in a half way okay but in my own <laughs> yeah i don't do the you know, boot camp style say yeah. I can quit any time. <laughs> I would not. Start, I'm not going to quit my pump, though. You need to start going to meetings? No, I'm not going to quit my pump. You're like a 10-day chip, like, mm -hmm. Jen, I'm addicted to the pump. Mm. I mean, I, that's probably, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean. Yeah. It's okay. I, I support No, you. it's support it's making you. me think of memories. I've been to a bodybuilding convention that was amazing. Oh, so really? they would have that. And they might have oh, a meeting okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, because when you get the pump, you can like see your muscles more. So oh, then know, you look yeah. at yourself more and then it's addicting. And then, yeah. then you're like a dog licking the mirror. I've seen a Hugh Jackman movie. I know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, bad idea. Huge jacked man for nothing. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I heard they made memes illegal in the UK, <laughs> by the did. way. Yeah. And Damn. they say that we're the ones with no laws. <laughs> or, no, we're the ones with too many laws. Um, anyway. Bad idea number two. Doing more work doesn't mean it's better. Um, that, to me, is just a, you know, uh, quality over quantity argument. Um, continually, but the, the, the takeaway is that continually stressing a system with exercise will cause injury. It will cause weight gain, mm -hmm. not the good kind, no. not the muscle kind. Emotional issues like uh, depression and anxiety, if you go into a phase of something called overtraining, that, uh, that rocks your world from all three angles, mental, emotional, and physical. Um, and it probably will make you eat more as well. Yeah. Um, it increases, It this is a hormonal, yeah, this is a hormonal uh, phenomena that I'm just like referring to, but you'll all you'll all just have to take my word for it that muscle soreness, you know, it's correlated correlated to muscle weakness. If you believe that doing more work, like cardio, day in and day out while you're sore, uh, it's you know it's a recipe for an injury, yeah. and it's. And honestly, like you're not going to know where that injury comes from because it's going to be it's going to feel like it's sudden, but it's been brewing underneath the surface for months, maybe years.
Well, yeah, I mean, as, as a quick aside, I, I think we do in this country, especially, I mean, I only know what this country says. Um, <laughs> I haven't ever worked out in Japan, but, um, they, like, there's this idea that like, you can't, you can't ever, you can't take a break. Like if you're scheduled mm-hmm. to do a thing, you like, you have to do it and you have to do it at the same intensity and you know length of time and everything as you always do it, or you've completely wasted your, your entire workout. Yeah. Well, those are, that is a loser mindset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, will make you know it's like the the warrior who warrior mentality of and like an entrepreneur that wants to sleep for four hours and work for 16. yeah i mean it may work for a certain amount of time yeah um but it's not going to keep you on that road to progress for a very long time that that football player that just quit in the middle of a game i can't remember his name <laughs> this De- just a- uh Devont. Yeah, yeah 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 um he came out with a statement and he literally says oh, that man. in his statement he was like D- i wasn't I, I wasn't prepared to keep living with that warrior mentality i mm-hmm. could either walk off the field in my prime you know having done what i loved or i could limp off you know, after like destroying myself and that's the warrior mentality that I'm yeah. not willing to go. I mean, that, that, you know, that brings us to what are our, you know, cultural icons yeah. that we love yeah. and Muhammad Ali yeah. had brain damage, right. significant. Right. And, um, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a, a governor of California. <laughs> he had his own title. It was the governor. <laughs> Okay. Different job. Different job. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He, uh, you know, who do we idolize in this country? It's people that are willing to, uh, you know, be black or white about it. Well, you know, it's either famous people in general. Like being famous is a way of like destroying yourself. Mm -hmm. Effectively. Yeah. You know, the whole. It's a stress cycle. Yeah. 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 So you can't. You can't overload your system day in and day out. Mm-hmm. It's a recipe for injury. Yeah. So that's bad idea number two. Cool. Bad idea number three. You have to feel an exercise for it to work. This one I totally buy. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not a it's not a bad it's this isn't as bad as the other one. Okay. Um it's annoying if you don't know what you're doing. Right. So uh but can I real quick just say something too? Be, um, and I think this is one of these things where you really need to be specific, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because um, I I find that when I'm working out, uh, especially with a an exercise that I'm not entirely familiar with, and I don't have a trainer, or I'm not in a class or something, um, I have to really concentrate on the fact, like, not only is this not working the way that I think it should be, like based on you know how I know the exercise is supposed to work, mm-hmm. but it's like it's also not working because my core is not as strong, so I can't be doing like so I can't be in a certain posture or whatever. So you're not set up for success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And people ignore it because they just try to force a movement, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize like that coordination is a huge part of doing yeah. exercise and right. that if you actually practice the coordination and the skill of it, the skill of movement, as yeah. the professionals call it, yeah. um, that you'll get better at it. And it's not a, and sometimes, you know, it's. We we also have this notion that there are these so strict rules about exercise yeah. that it has to be done in a certain form. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a proponent of that at all. I, I I don't believe that there are rules to every single exercise. Yeah. Um. Unless you're doing powerlifting. Yeah. Olympic weightlifting. Or anything similar. I guess strongman would fall into that category. Uh, kettlebells. Um, competitions, 
But again, those are competitive. Yeah. Like you should, you're not powerlifting uh, because it feels good. Yeah. Well, no, I take that back. I, I like a good <laughs> sumo. Um, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, mama like. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you're not, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't, I'm, I'm also not lifting 300 pounds yeah. where maybe the form has to follow a certain guideline to get you to, to safety. But if you're in a competitive mode, you're giving up part of the safety um, context of the like the agreement of what you're about to do. Sure. Uh, but having to feel an exercise, um, there's stabilizing muscles, there's moving muscles. And when I talk about an exercise to my clients, it is about what is going on internally against what is happening externally. And that is the paradigm that I talk about exercise in because if you're in that paradigm, you're not talking about rules like knees over toes, lunges have to be a certain way, you're uh, doing a press and your elbows have to be in this certain plane. Oh, I worry about that so much. You do? Yeah. Hmm. Like when I do push-ups, right? Push-ups, okay. I I think so hard about like, all right, you got to keep your elbows tucked in, right? Uh, but yeah. you don't need to, right? Yeah. Like you don't really need to. Like they don't no. need to be because I'm I'm so concentrated on that. It's like I feel like I'm actually not getting like. Here's the, the irony in that. Yeah. If you buy something called the perfect push up, yeah, it's done in this like three D range of motion. You're like wrong with the arms. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh the weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the wheels. That. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a the. Uh, I don't, the things you bring, yeah. the cardiac arrest right. devices. Right, yeah, right, it looks right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but I oh, mean, weird. those are great. The, yeah. Those are called the perfect push-up because oh. you're hitting all kinds of forearm uh, and shoulder muscles at the same time. It's really a misnomer. It shouldn't yeah. be the perfect push-up. It should be the This push-up offers more than the regular one. Yeah, right. The <laughs> extra push-up. Yeah. yeah. Push-up. Push-up plus. Push-up plus. I think we got a whole new product there. <laughs> um, so... You know, the orchestration, the variables of a single exercise and your body's response to it is just quite frankly, it's complicated. Sure. Complicated uh, and to complicate things even more. Some people are high responders to exercise, which means their tolerance is lower. And that's a genetic component. We have no clue unless they tell us that. But in the exercise world, we're taught these rules that women shouldn't gain muscle that's just that's just sexist that's just politics no it's not it's it is it is poor education well that's what i'm saying that's sexist yeah i mean it's sexist education yeah no there's no there's no science behind those ideas at all it's just like well girls are little so they shouldn't i have a really great quote from richard dawkins that i found today which is like the perfect thing to talk about because he's like the atheist right yeah right uh belief without evidence is a delusion I mean, I, I'm a skeptic, so yeah. I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the it, the it's complicated. It is. Yeah. And you don't have to feel an exercise to work, but it, the the shift to that is you have to know what's working um, and you have to know what is uh, measurable. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to work within your own. Yeah. Tolerances, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's the hard, that's where I come in. That's that's yeah. yeah. That that's my job. Um, 
Bad idea number four, our final. Okay. We have There's probably so many more bad ideas oh, we I'm could sure. go through. But we don't have, you know, all day. <laughs> um, I'll be real mm, drunk uh, by then. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know, so, right. Did you bring two bottles of wine? No, just one. It's a, a Monday. Can. It's a Monday can. It's a one can of rosé. <laughs> Monday can of rosé. <laughs> see, I, I step my drinking down throughout the week. I, I start <sighs> off strong. Oh, I had and then I'd a limp really into strong Saturday. Yeah, that's good. I had a good date night. Yeah, me too. Mezcal. Not a date that's night. So good. Oh, you'll yeah. have to tell me about that later. That's so good. All right. Uh, bad idea number four, drinking Mezcal before workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. What are you talking about? Um, Just don't work out on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> that's my rule. Taking NSAIDs, which is ibuprofen and Tylenol, of uh, the that category of medications, okay. for Taking those medications for every minor injury to suppress inflammation. And we Thank agreed. Thank you, the military. Yeah. Well, yeah. we, we kind of talked about this beforehand, and I think it's definitely like a, a generational thing, too. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. Doctors, and I think the medical community doesn't mind these these medications. For someone healthy, and if you're trying to be you know, your healthiest version of yourself, staying away from these medications is, is, is actually a really good idea. Um, as far as injury prevention, th this whole thing is, it, it, I have so many <laughs> things I want to tell you about this. this. this um, but one, if you're trying to be healthy and you want to, uh, have the longevity component of exercise, um, this kind of stuff really hurts your stomach and your gut. So, not being able to adjust food and intake nutrients is um, a bad idea <laughs> for being healthy. Yeah. Um, so it, it's so ibuprofen in particular is taken a lot in the athletic community, especially the running and ultra marathon, mm -hmm. that type of um, it's been shown to actually stunt muscle growth and they don't eat a lot. So, yeah. So it, actually the, what we call chronic exercising, yeah. uh, which is marathon type of training, um, is it, it it actually weakens your muscle yeah and um makes you yeah there's there's something to that um so taking ibuprofen as a way to stunt your um inflammation and your soreness it actually throws off other systems and it stunts muscle growth horrible idea if you're a competitive athlete mm -hmm. in fact the science is pretty clear that ibuprofen doesn't even prevent muscle soreness yeah. What is it, a placebo? Uh, um, no, it's doing something else. It's just not doing it at the muscle. So th this is where the science is so... Wait, what? <laughs> no, hold on. This is this is why I'm saying we actually don't know what, what delayed onset muscle oh, soreness right. is. Yeah. It's just Because when they measure the markers of inflammation, it doesn't go down with ibuprofen and muscle soreness. That the actual the sensation does it does do something to the pain receptors, especially Tylenol, but yeah, so it's just making you drunk, basically. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Give me a Vicodin. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna day. get weird in exercise. Let's all get day. real weird. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um. So, uh. And anyways, this was tested on ultra marathoners, and that the ibuprofen you know, uh, observation group, uh, showed blood markers of higher inflammation than the group who did not take any. It's crazy. Um, wow. so, and honestly, like 
if you're at a point where you have to take this stuff to exercise, like stop, please. I know, right? Like yeah. why, why? That just seems like a given. <laughs> like, well, I could either exercise or uh, you know die. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So I'm I'm at the solution part of this. Okay. Because I've I've hopefully convinced people that stressing their system over and over and over again and looking for muscle soreness is a bad idea. Yes. Okay. Um, mostly because it's not measurable. No. And just like stretching, it's just a sensation. And it's so different from person to person. Um, and you don't need muscle soreness to get stronger, most importantly. Um, the solution. Okay, so I have three that I thought out. I should throw in a fourth one because I see it all the time with muscle activation techniques. Yeah. Um, the first solution is to build resilient habits around a goal. So mm. if you're going to run a marathon, have you ever done something and achieved it physically and then totally gone off the wagon right afterwards? I have. Yeah, I yeah. like I did like a, a like killed a, a 24 pack in like an hour or something. And then I couldn't ever do that again. That was like my marathon I mentioned last time. Um, I had a lot of tacos in one sitting once. Oh, oh yeah, so like the elasticity of your stomach, you yeah, were yeah. trying to increase. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. That's a muscle. Yeah. It didn't, um, work. didn't work. Yeah. There was this book called gut. I think gulp. Oh by yeah. Mary Roach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've read all her books. Yeah, She's yeah. awesome. She is. Uh, Didn't she do the one about dead people? Too? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, it was called Stiff. Yeah, Stiff. And then Boink. I don't know that one. Oh my god, that's the best one. Oh, okay. It's about sex. Oh, great. Sex cool. research. I'm down. It's it is weird and gory and like so funny. I'm ready. So, Mary Roach, shout out. Shout um, out. I know you're listening. <laughs> She's yeah. Comments. New York every week. Times bestseller, yeah. Wall Street Journal. She's a subscriber <laughs> to the show. Yeah, definitely. She is on uh, on your Patreon. <laughs> what's that anyways we'll, we'll talk about um <laughs> so she she's uh um she has a really interesting story about how much shit you can fit in your stomach stuff i'm sure it's horrifying it's so it's like the examples she uses are like people trying to curry drugs oh yeah as well <laughs> there's Ooh. a lot of stories from that so that's both ends yeah, as yeah. well yeah okay anyways um, so in that case, doing more is not better. No. Uh, same with exercise. So building resilient habits around a goal so you don't yo-yo back to where you were before you started the dang thing. And <laughs> by dang, I mean a marathon, the, uh, you know, your 30 day, uh, whole 30 reset. Um, cause if you don't build systems within that, you're just torturing yourself yeah. until you hit that goal and then your body's going to relapse back to where it's comfortable. Right. Okay. Just get over that please. And build some habits like good sleep. There's gotta be three key habits that you rely on for good health. One of them is good sleep, water. <laughs> There's gotta be another Boring. one. Boring. Boring. I know. So get over it is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to spend time talking about it. It's just get over it. Build a system. Okay. Don't yes. eat cheeseburgers every day. Every day. Not every day. Not every day. Uh, measure. This is the most tangible solution I have. Okay. Measure volume instead of pushing yourself to get sore. So meaning. What? You have a look at your week 
or 10 days in your calendar of exercise. Mm. Uh, I like 10 days because it's just a little bit more digestible and it allows for all this recovery to happen. Okay. Especially since my clients in this audience is probably in that situation where they've been injured before. So you need extra recovery time. Um, and, you know, you're just not 18. So your body just doesn't, you know, um, bounce back like it used to, as we say. You have to mm. train it to do that when you're older. Yeah. Um, so measuring volume. So if you have three, if you have four workout dates in 10 days, four gym days. In That's 10 it? days. Well, there's other stuff going on. Okay. Um, so let's just say four gym days um, where you're alone doing your strength training. Okay. Three of those should be total body. Mm. And you can measure that in 10 sets for every muscle group or up to 30 sets for every muscle group. Whoa. So you're, see how we're measuring volume? Yeah. We're filling up this like liter uh -huh. of exercise for sure. your 10 days. Yeah. Um, or a week if you're more hardcore. Yeah. We're just not, I mean, we're professionals. And we got stuff to do. Yeah. So I have a life. I have a life. Yeah. Wait, working out is your job. It is. And I love working out, but yeah. I can't force like, everybody to do that. I like cheating for you. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fun. Do, what you do love. it first thing in the morning. Fasted. It's great. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> so that's my second one. Um, and then the third one is. If you're really nerdy about it and you've got some time on your hands, can you make it lab-like? Can you actually measure your muscle soreness? Do I have to wear a white coat? No. Okay. Mustache required. Mustache? No. What about goggles? Mm. Okay. Okay. You're mixing goggles. your metaphors. Now. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Med scientist. Totally Med, okay. <laughs> so can you make it lab-like? Meaning can you measure these variables? Yeah. In a lab, they are measuring uh, blood work. Um at a home lab, you might be measuring, um, some people rely on the pH of the urine. Are you kidding me? Ketos. You can measure ketones as a way to see if your body is stressed. So what, you got to order you a bunch of those little pee sticks on Amazon? They're like 10 bucks. That's hilarious. Do you do that? No. Okay. Uh, but some people do. I mean, it's fine if you do. Um, you can measure you blood can sugar. Everybody you can, world. yeah, you can measure resting blood sugar. How do you do that? Like a, like a diabetic. Oh my God. I'm not, do you do that? No. Oh, okay. You can measure brain waves. All right. What? That's a thing. That's hap that's going to be happening. What? Um, personally, pump? I measure I don't I I I don't need to measure my day-to-day -day soreness because I don't have it. Well, obviously. I I use my muscle activation techniques. Okay. Yeah. Which is the next way. Yes. Which is okay. this is the think fit be fit platinum way. I prefer that way. Yeah. Yeah. So which is uh seeing myself or when I see my practitioner, he is able to tell where my muscles have had an overall amount of fatigue and are not basically doing as much work as they can. Mm. So uh, muscle activation, the funny thing about MAT and all this is soreness thing. And this is why um, I'm always talking about it with clients is yeah. that you can go into an MAT session with soreness in your muscles mm. and you can leave without it. It happens a lot. Amazing. I know. Yeah. So there's a couple theories. One is that um, muscle soreness has something to do with neurogenic, meaning uh, nervous, nervous system factors, huh. neurogenic inflammation, 
and that muscle soreness could be, and Japanese researchers have introduced this um, in the last five years, what year is it? Decade. Um, that <laughs> that um, muscle soreness is actually nerve growth. Yeah. Um, they have been finding neurotropic factors in muscle, in areas of muscle soreness. And it could just be nerve growth is uncomfortable. And that MAT is essentially speeding that up, that communication between the nervous system and the brain. Wow. I know. Yeah. Well, that's how it, you don't know how to respond to that. Cause it's, I mean, it's, no. it's, I, I see it every day. I've experienced it myself as a client, um, more than, more than a few times. And, um, the other explanation could be that lymph, um, and this is why like compression and sometimes self myofascial like foam rolling release can help people with muscle soreness is that is increasing lymph node, uh, it, lymph flow overall, oh, okay. which is like the trash, the garbage men of yeah. the immune system. Yeah. Um, and so that they're actually cleaning up the area and therefore no more need to repair um, because the chemical signalers are out mm -hmm. um, of the picture, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so the lymph flow really responds to muscle contraction. Mm. So isometrics uh, can do essentially the same thing if that's true. Mm. If both of those things are true, mm. really, because you're stimulating a nervous system with isometrics. Um, so... <sighs> Those are my solutions. <laughs> I know. So good. Ideally, you know, muscle soreness. It's not a good takeaway to judge judge the effectiveness of an exercise program. Mm. Um, and what we have to focus on in the big picture is that uh, you need to assess the cost benefit of a workout of an exercise. In relation to soreness inf and inflammation, if you fall into one of those categories of bad ideas, feeling the pump, having to feel the exercise, having to be sore after an exercise, if you can't um, assess the cost benefit outside of that, it might be time for professional help. Mm. Uh, you know, because if you can't assess the risk every time you're walking into a gym and you don't know what you're doing. Well, yeah. You need to learn how to use your body in this way and push it to the limit because there's also benefits to training to failure at a certain time and having the right amount of rest involved with that. Um, so the big picture is stress, then rest. Yeah. Understand the cost benefit of the stress and what you're doing and then resting optimally, optimally, increasing your recovery capacity to be that of, you know, that is going to make you your strongest self. Um, and it is why there are now on the opposite end of that NFL conversation, <laughs> uh, Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, he's, I don't know how old he is. He's, he's 40 yeah. or over. Yeah. Um, and he is, he, he's at it again. Yeah. And uh, supposedly according to my Facebook feed, he's, um, getting faster, which is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Well, he does muscle activation, doesn't he? Oh, well, yeah. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> um, a little plug there. That's how. Well, that's how I know what he's doing because yeah, yeah, yeah. his, his practitioners sure. are posting it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, inflammation. It's a normal part of the training process. 
Perhaps it is. The research isn't clear, but too much is not a good idea for many reasons. Um, I'm sharing this information from muscle growing, muscle growth experts about muscle soreness. Um, I don't want you to stunt your progress because you're chasing muscle soreness. Uh, the solutions, understand the cost, uh, benefits, understand uh, how to make a sustainable habit and um, that you're not creating a treacherous environment for the nervous system and the immune system. The cost of not doing so is something I've spoke about. And if you need to hear it again for motivation and then learning more about your body in a positive way, in an academic way, if you will, and then applying it in a functional way, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here to show you. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Ted, for being honest. About Anytime. Your <laughs> yeah. Because, um, it you know, it's Please not let hard. Me out of the booth now. Yeah, well, it's not hard to admit. It's hard to admit, like, that you've been doing something for a while and you're not good at it. So thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I will openly admit it because I'm I'm really bad at working out. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely need professional help. Okay. Well, yeah. we're here. Yay. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike. Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.